KVNF and Magic Circle players would like to present Miracle on 34th Street, a radio play. You are listening to Mountain Grown Community Radio KVNF. On this Christmas Eve day, we have a special holiday show for you. Miracle on 34th Street was performed live at the Magic Circle Players Theater in Montrose and recorded by me, Taya J. Miracle on 34th Street was directed by Michelle Terry. The show stars John Adragna as Chris Kringle, Kelly Green as Doris Walker, Mary McCracken as Susan, Cole Reif as Fred Gailey. Cast members with multiple roles include Raj Komen, Eliana Masters, Rachel Paradis, Virginia Spaven, Max Terry, Deanna Waldhart, and Damian Waldhart. We hope that you enjoy. Greetings from Montrose, ladies and gentlemen and kids. Our Christmas present to you is the new Christmas classic of our time, Miracle on 34th Street. It's wrapped in a gay covering of laughter and tied with a bright ribbon of good humor and decorated with three sparkling stars of Magic Circle Theater, Kelly Green, Cole Reif, and John Edragna. This is a wonderful story for the whole family, and perhaps some families are gathered around their radio listening to us. It's curtain time, ladies and gentlemen, and the play that proves there is a Santa Claus, Miracle on 34th Street. It's Thanksgiving Day in New York City. On a broad, crowded avenue adjoining Central Park, an annual event is being joyfully awaited. The spectacular parade presented by Macy's Department Store to herald in the Christmas season. Now away from the crowd are two Macy's public relations experts. He's simply wonderful, Mrs. Walker. Just look at him on that float. The most realistic Santa Claus we ever had. Why, he didn't even need any padding, did he? Padding? Why, didn't you notice his tummy? So round, so firm, so fully packed. Well, now that everything's under control, where on earth did you find him? I don't know. I just turned around and there he was. And you think the man whose place he took was intoxicated? With a breath that would knock over a reindeer. Oh, just think if Mr. Macy had seen him. What if Mr. Gimble had seen him? Competition between our stores is tough enough. Oh well, the parade's starting. Let's stand at the curb. Not I, Mr. Shellhammer. I'm going home to relax. Anyway, I can see it from there. I live just around the corner. Oh, so you do. Well, I'll see you tomorrow, Mrs. Walker, and congratulations on finding the best Santa Claus in Macy's history. Certainly it's a wonderful parade, Susan. Just look at that clown. Gosh, what a giant. Giant, Mr. Gailey. There are no such things as giants. Well, not now, maybe, but in the olden days, there... Really, Mr. Gailey? And you're a lawyer? What about the giant that Jack killed? You know... Jack and the Beanstalk? Everybody knows that's a fairy tale. And I agree with my mother. Fairy tales are silly. Come in. Good afternoon. I'm Susan's mother. My maid said... Oh, hello, mother. I'm watching the parade. Mr. Gailey invited me. Hello, darling. Susie told me quite a lot about you, Mrs. Walker. She's told me quite a lot about you, too. The man in the front apartment. (laughs) Well, this is all part of a plot, Mrs. Walker. I'm very fond of Susie, but I... I also wanted to meet you. At least you're Frank. There's old Santa Claus. Oh, don't even mention the name. Why not, Mother? Well, that Santa Claus you see is a last-minute substitute. But why? Ooh, remember the way the janitor was last New Year's? Oh, my. Tight as an owl. I, uh... 
I see Susie doesn't believe in Santa Claus either. That's right. She never has. Well, that's the end of the parade. Mother, I've been thinking, it's Thanksgiving and there are only two of us. Couldn't we invite Mr. Gailey? Well... Oh, uh, please I... don't bother. I'll just have a sandwich or something. But we have such a big turkey. Please, Mother, please. Well, uh, I... Did I ask all right, Mr. Gailey? Susie, shh. You asked fine, Susan. Dinner is at three, Mr. Gailey. Hello, Mrs. Walker. Yes, Mr. Shellhammer? Your maid said that you're at Thanksgiving dinner, but I... I just had to tell you, your Santa Claus was stupendous. Well, thank you. Mr. Macy himself wants him to be our toy department Santa Claus. Oh, fine. Can you hire him? Oh, ho, ho, I already have. He's a born salesman. I just feel it. Good. We'll talk about it in the morning. Thanks for calling, Mr. Shellhammer. Here he is, Mr. Shellhammer. Here, Santa Claus. Thank you, Alfred. Thank you. Good morning, Santa Claus. Good morning. Now, before you go to the toy department, here's a list of toys that we have to push. Uh-huh. You know, things we're overstocked on. Now, you'll find that a great many of children will be undecided as to what they want for Christmas. And when that happens, you immediately suggest one of these items. Do you understand? I certainly do. Fine. That's fine. Now, take the list, and Alfred here will show you to your phone in the toy department. And don't you forget, you're working for Macy's. Are you really Santa Claus? Well, of course I am. And what do you want for Christmas, little one? I want a fire engine with a real hose that squirts real water. And I won't do it in the house. I'll only do it in the backyard. I promise. I promise you'll get your fire engine. You see, Mama, I told you he'd get me one. That's fine. That's just dandy. You wait here, Mortimer. Mama wants to thank Santa Claus, too. Yes, madam? Say, what's the matter with you? Now, now, now. What's the trouble? I told you before, didn't I? The kid wants a fire engine, but there isn't one to be had anywhere. Macy's ain't got any. Gimbal's ain't got any. Nobody's got any. My feet are killing me, and you say, okay, he gets a fire engine. But you can get those fire engines at Schoenfields, Lexington Avenue. For only $4.50. It's a wonderful bargain. Schoenfields? Yes. Hey, I don't get it. <laughs> oh, I follow the toy market very closely. Macy's, sending people to other stores? Yes. Are you kidding? <laughs> the one thing is to make the children happy. Whether Macy's or somebody else sells the toy doesn't matter. Don't you feel that way? Well, who, me? Yes. Well, sure. Only I didn't know Macy's felt that way. I don't get it. I just don't get it. Who's next, please? Right this way to see Santa Claus. Of course, little boy. You want some roller skates? Well, you shall have them, too. Mama, Mama! He's gonna bring me some roller skates. And he has some mighty fine skates here at Macy's, don't you, Santa Claus? Oh, they're good skates, all right. But not quite good enough. Now, I left some really wonderful roller skates at Gimbal's. I'm sure Gimbal's have just what this good little boy wants. Mr. Shellhammer, are you Mr. Shellhammer? What? Gimbal's? Gimbal's? That's what he just did say, right? Gimbal's? The sales lady said I should speak to you. Gimbal's? I just wanted to congratulate you and Macy's on this wonderful new stunt you're pulling. Gimbal's? Imagine a big outfit like Macy's, putting the spirit of Christmas ahead of the commercial. Gimbal's? From now on, I'm going to be a regular Macy's customer. All right, Mortimer, we're going. Gimbal's? And there's the toy department over there, Mr. Gailey. You certainly know all about Macy's store, don't you, Susan? Well, that's because my mother works here. But I still think it's silly bringing me here to see Santa Claus. Well, I just feel that when you've talked to him, you might... Oh, gee, Mr. Gailey, I'm certainly willing to try. Well, well. What a fine young lady, huh? What's your name, little one? Susan Walker.
What's yours? Mine? Kris Kringle. I'm Santa Claus. Hmm. <laughs> you don't believe that, do you? Uh-uh. You see, my mother's Mrs. Walker. Oh. <laughs> but I must say, you're the best-looking Santa Claus I've seen. Really? Your beard, for instance. It doesn't have one of those things that goes over your ears. <laughs> well, that's because it's real. Just like I'm really Santa Claus. Go ahead, pull it. Oh my, my goodness, it is real. <laughs> yes. What would you like me to bring you for Christmas? Nothing, thank you. Whatever I want, my mother will get. If it's sensible and doesn't cost too much. That's quite right, Susan. Oh, hello, Mother. Hello, Mr. Gailey. Miss Walker. Hello. The explanation for all this is very simple. Your maid's mother sprained her ankle. She had to go home. So, she asked me to bring Susie down to you. And as long as we were here, I... I figured we might as well say hello to Santa Claus. He has real whiskers, Mother. Susan, would you mind standing over there a minute? If you want me to. I, uh, I shouldn't have brought Susie here to see Santa. Is that it? Now you're making me feel completely heartless. I'm sorry. Don't you see? I tell Susan that Santa Claus is a myth. And you show her a very convincing old man with real whiskers. Whom is she to believe? When Susan was a baby, her father and I were divorced. And ever since then, I have protected my child by teaching her reality. If you don't believe in fairy tales and fantasy, you can never be hurt or disillusioned. We were talking about Susie, Mrs. Walker. And I must ask you to let me race her as I see fit. All right, dear, the store's going to close soon. We'll run along to my office. Alfred said you wanted to see me, Miss Walker? Oh, um, oh yes, come in, come in. I'd be grateful if you'd please tell Susan that you're not really Santa Claus, that there actually is no such person. Miss Walker, not only is there such a person, but... Here I am to prove it. No, no, no. You misunderstand. I, I want you to tell her the truth. Now, what's your real name? Chris Kringle. And I always tell the truth. Susan, I bet you're in the first grade. Second grade. I mean your real name. That is my real name. My goodness, the second grade? Very well. I have your employment card right here. I'll look it up on that. That's a very cute dress you have on, Susan. It's from Macy's. We get 10% off. Oh. So, you always tell the truth, do you? Mm-hmm. Look at your employment card. Name, Chris Kringle. Address, Brooks Memorial Home, Great Neck, Long Island. You may call the home if you wish to confirm that, Miss Walker. It's a home for elderly gentlemen. Would you also like me to confirm this? And what's that? Date of birth. As old as my tongue and a bit older than my teeth. Place of birth, North Pole. Now, really. Why, I believe you doubt me, Miss Walker. And this tops everything. Next of kin. Oh, that. Dasher, dancer, prancer, and vixen. I'm sorry to have to do this, Mr. Um... Kringle. But the, the Santa Claus we had two years ago is back in town, and I feel that we owe it to him to, uh... Have I done something wrong? No, no, it's just that... We feel... Oh, excuse me. Hello? This is Mr. Showhammer. Mrs. Walker, drop whatever you're doing. Mr. Macy wants to see us immediately. Oh, I'll be right up. Um... I'm afraid I'll have to be very abrupt with you, Mr. Kringle. I have to see Mr. Macy. You'll be paid for the full week, and I'll send your check to that address. Oh, come in, Mrs. Walker and Mr. Shellhammer. Thank you, Mr. Macy. Now, about this new policy you two initiated. Macy's Santa Claus sending customers to Gimbel's. I can explain everything, Mr. Macy. You don't have to explain anything. Just look at my desk. 42 telegrams and over 500 phone calls. Grateful parents expressing undying gratitude to Macy's department store. Why, you don't say. 
Well, from now on, not only will our Santa Claus continue in this manner, but every salesperson in the entire store. You mean that if we haven't got what the customer asks for, we're to... We'll send him wherever they can get it. No high pressuring and forcing a customer to take something he doesn't really want. Well, I think that's wonderful, Mr. Macy. Why, we'll be known as the, the helpful store, the friendly store, the store that places public service ahead of profits, and consequently will make more profits than ever. As for you, Mrs. Walker, Mr. Shillhammer, you'll find a more practical expression of my gratitude in your Christmas envelope. Oh, thank you, thank you. And tell that wonderful Santa Claus that I won't forget him either. Matter of fact, I'll tell him myself in the morning. Yes, indeed, Mr. Macy. Good night. Good night, Mr. Macy. And thank you again, sir. Oh, imagine a bonus. Y yes. Well, what's the matter with you? Mr. Shellhammer, I, I just fired him. Who? Santa Claus. Oh, no, no, no. You couldn't have. But I did. He's crazy, Mr. Shellhammer. He really thinks he is Santa Claus. I don't care if he thinks he's the, the Easter Bunny. Find him. Act Two of Miracle on 34th Street. Starring Kelly Green as Doris, Cole Reif as Fred, and John Adragna as Kris Kringle. It was a frantic few hours that Doris spent that night rushing to the Brooks Memorial Home in Long Island to assure Kris Kringle that Macy's wanted him back as Santa Claus. Now, Kris is presiding over the crowded toy department, while in her office, Doris and Mr. Shellhammer. Don't you understand, Mr. Shellhammer? That old man with the nice whiskers insists that he is Santa Claus. Why, he's out of his mind. What if he should have a, a, a fit or something? Oh no, I've got to tell Mr. Macy. But maybe he's only a little crazy. Anyway, he can't be sure until he's examined. We'll send him up to Mrs. Sawyer. And personnel, she's paid to examine employees. Isn't she? And now, by the way, what do you think of this? Oh, what is it? A full-page ad Macy's is running in tomorrow's newspaper. Macy's is running it? But it's all about the other stores, Gimbals and Sacks. I know. I know, Mr. Macy's idea, to have our customers find what they want. It's revolting, isn't it? <laughs> that Santa Claus certainly has started something. Oh well, I'll get a hold of him on his lunch hour and send him up to Mrs. Sawyer. So I changed my clothes, Mrs. Sawyer, and came right up. Well, that's your own beard then? Oh, yes, yes. Hmm, interesting complex in back of there. Why do you carry a cane? Always carry a cane, Mrs. Sawyer. Well, that is, when I wear street clothes. Huh. I carved this cane out of the runner from one of my old sleighs. What's that? What's that? <laughs> With a fine, solid silver top. Oh, well, let's get started. Who was the first president of the United States? Oh, give me a difficult one, like who, who was vice president under James Monroe? I'm conducting this examination. The answer is Daniel D. Tompkins. <laughs> you're, uh, you're a rather nervous woman, aren't you, Mrs. Sawyer? Tell me, do you, do you get enough sleep? My personal habits are no concern of yours. Now, what hand am I holding up? Right hand. How many fingers do you see? Three. Oh, dear, oh, dear, you bite your nails, too. <laughs> Stand up. Feet together. Arms extended. Muscular coordination tests? I've taken dozens of these tests, Mrs. Sawyer. Are you happy at home? What? That will be all, Mr. Kringle. This examination is over. Thank you. And it may interest you to know I've been happily married for 22 years. 
very happily married. Delighted to hear it. Goodbye, Mrs. Sawyer. Miss Paul? Uh, yes, ma'am. Get Mrs. Walker on the phone. Y yes, ma'am, but your husband, ma'am, he's called four times already. Well, you tell my big fat husband to shut up and mind his own business. <laughs> uh, here's Mrs. Walker, ma'am. Hello? Oh, I was just going to call you, Mrs. Sawyer. Oh? There's a Dr. Pierce stopping by today after three. She's the physician at the Brooks' home. I told her we might discuss Mr. Kringle's case with her. Well, there's hardly any point in discussing it, Mrs. Walker. Obviously, the old man should be discharged. So, Dr. Pierce, Mr. Kringle should be dismissed immediately and sent to a mental institution. Oh, now just a minute, Mrs. Sawyer. He's deluded, saying he's Santa Claus. It's a delusion for good. I found he only wants to be friendly and helpful. His whole manner suggests aggressiveness. Look at the way he carries that cane. Mrs. Walker, naturally, I can't discharge that loony. So when he exhibits his maniacal tendencies, please realize the responsibility is completely yours. Now I'm right back where I started. Mrs. Walker, I assure you, Chris Kringle has no maniacal tendencies. But if there's the slightest possibility of his causing any trouble... What trouble? All that needs to happen is a policeman asking his name. Chris Kringle, clang, clang, and Macy Santa Claus ends up in the psychopathic ward. Well, you could prevent that very simply. There must be someone at the store who could rent him a room. Then they could both come to work together. I'd just assume he avoid that long train ride to Long Island anyways. You mean sort of take custody of him? Mm-hmm. Do you think Mr. Kringle would agree to that? I'm sure he'll agree. Well, in that case, now let me see. Who do I know that who could rent him a room? I'm glad you're going to have dinner with us, Mr. Kringle. Oh, thank you, Susan. I'm also very glad you're going to live next door with Mr. Gailey. Oh? Why? Because you're nice to talk to. Oh, I say, what a fine young man that Mr. Gailey is, huh? Just think, allowing me to share his apartment. A mere stranger. He did it because Mother hinted to him. Oh, well, anyway, I'm very grateful. Shall I tell you what I did in school today? Oh, by all means. Any games? Yes. And a very silly game, too. Oh? They played zoo, and each child was supposed to be an animal. But, Susan, they were just pretending. But that's what makes the game so silly. Well, of course, in order to play games, you'll need imagination. Oh, that's when you see things, but they're not really there, huh? Yes, yes, but, you know, to me, imagination is a place all by itself. Now, you've heard of the French nation, right? Mm-hmm. And the British nation? Yes. Well, this is the imagination. It's a very interesting place, too. Now, how would you like to be able to make snowballs in the summertime? What? Or be at the Statue of Liberty in the morning, and in the afternoon fly south with a flock of geese? Oh, well, I'm quite sure I'd like it, but... Oh, it's very simple, very. Look here. The next time they play zoo, you can be a monkey. But I don't know how to be a monkey. Don't you? I'll show you. First, you bend over a little like a, like this, and you let your arms hang loose. See? Like this? That's fine, fine. And you put your hand over here and you start scratching. That's it. That's excellent. That's a fine bit of scratching as I've ever seen. Now, now you start chattering. Chattering? <laughs> you see? And you keep scratching. Look here, we'll do it together. A chatter and scratch and a scratch and chatter. <laughs> Susan. Susan. Are you still awake? Uh-huh. I've just come in to say goodnight. That's all. Now, look here. About Christmas. There must be something you'd like for Christmas. Well, I certainly thought about something, Mr. Kringle. You have? What is it? Tell me. It's right here on the night table, see? I tore this page out of a magazine. It's a picture of a house. Oh, so that's what you want, is it? A doll's house. Colonial architecture. Oh, not a doll's house. A real house. A real house? Yes. And if you're really Santa Claus, you can get it for me. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Susie. 
What could you possibly do with a big house? Live in it with my mother. And a backyard with a big tree to put a swing on. And a garden and a... Oh, well, why even discuss it? Susie, could I... Uh, could I keep this picture? Just in case. I guess so. Thank you, dear. Thank you. Well, Mr. Gale is waiting for me. Good night, monkey. <laughs> Good night, Mr. Kringle. Take whichever bed you want, Mr. Kringle. You're very kind, really. Tell me, Mr. Gailey, what is it you do for a living? Oh, I'm a lawyer. Haslip, Haslip, Sherman, and McKenzie. Oh, you, uh, you like living here in the city? Well, it's convenient, but someday I'd like to get a place, well, on Long Island. Huh. Not a big house. Just one of the junior apartment deals around Manhasset. Oh, one of those little colonial houses, huh? Yeah, yeah. A little colonial house would be swell. Good, good, yes. You're, you're quite fond of Miss Walker, aren't you? <laughs> a lot of good it does me. She lives in a cast iron shell that's just a little difficult to penetrate. <laughs> well, you must try a little bit harder, Mr. Gailey. Miss Walker and that child are a couple of lost souls, and it's up to us to help them. You see? Well, shall I turn out the light? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to be cheated out of this. You know, all my life, I've wondered about it. Tonight, I'm going to find out. Does Santa Claus sleep with his whiskers outside or inside the covers? <laughs> outside, of course. Outside by all means. The cold air makes them grow. <laughs> Thank you very much. Come in, Mrs. Walker. Come in. Thank you, Mr. Macy. I just heard something very exciting. You have? Well, let me tell you something very exciting. Our policy of being kind to customer has tripled our sales. Now, what do you think of that? That's wonderful, Mr. Macy. And Gimbals thinks it's wonderful, too. Gimbals? Gimbals are adopting the same policy. Hmm, well, is that so? And it gives me an idea. As long as Gimbals are adopting the same policy, why not some pictures for the newspaper? Hmm, pictures? Yes, you and Mr. Gimble shaking hands. Shaking hands? R.H. Macy and Gimble? Well, well, yes. Yes, why not? Santa Claus, that's a great idea, Mrs. Walker. Macy and Gimble shaking hands. That's enough, that's enough pictures, gentlemen. Thank you, thank you very much. Well, Mr. Gimble? Come on, R.H. Now we'll go over to my store and get some really good pictures. Oh, just a minute. I have something here for Santa Claus. Here you are, Mr. Kringle. A check in appreciation of all you've done. Mr. Macy, that's most kind of you. I, I didn't... didn't think you were that generous, R.H. That's quite a check. What are you going to do with it, Mr. Kringle? Well, I have a friend, a Dr. Pierce. She needs a new x-ray machine. Buy the machine through the store. A 10% discount. Nonsense. Come over to Gimbel's. We'll furnish it at cost. Oh, keep it up, gentlemen. Keep it up. At this rate, my friend will have a whole new hospital. <laughs> <laughs> I'll picture it out, Mr. Kringle. Oh, fine, Alfred. Fine. Tell me, how about a game of checkers? Hmm? Oh, not today, Chris. I don't feel so good. Oh? What's the matter? Oh, nothing much. Remember how I was telling you how I like to play Santa Claus, the Y, and give out packages to the kids? Yeah? Well, I was telling Mrs. Sawyer about it, and she says guys who play Santa Claus do it because when they was young, they must have done something bad, and now they're doing something good to make up for it. See, it's what she calls a guilt complex. Alfred, what else has she found wrong with you? Nothing much. Just that I hate my father. I didn't know it, but she says I do. Excuse me. Hey, ain't you gonna have lunch? Later. Right now I have an appointment with Mrs. Sawyer. What do you mean breaking into my office like this? Are you a licensed psychiatrist? What 
business is it of yours? I have respect for psychiatry and a great contempt for meddling amateurs who go around practicing. I beg your pardon. Oh, you ought to be horsewhipped taking a boy like Alfred and filling him up with complexes and phobias and everything. I think I'm better equipped to judge that than you. Just because Alfred wants to be kind to children, you tell him he had a guilt complex. Yes, and having the same delusion, you couldn't possibly understand. Oh! Then don't you wave that cane at me. Either you stop vandalizing Alfred, or I'll go straight to Mr. Macy and tell him what a contemptible fraud you are. Oh, go on. Get out of here. Get out of here before I have you thrown out. There's only one way to handle a woman like you. Maybe this will knock some sense into you. Oh, Good day, Mrs. Sawyer. Miss Polk, get the police. Bring me Mrs. Walker. Get me the psychopathic ward at Bellevue Hospital. You can see Mr. Kringle now, Mr. Gailey. Thank you, nurse. Hello, Chris. Hello, Fred. Chris, I've been speaking to the doctors. They said they've given you some tests. Oh, yes. Same old tests. Except this time you failed to pass them. Chris, you deliberately failed. Why? Why? Well, because I had great hopes, Fred. I had a feeling Mrs. Walker was beginning to believe in me. Now, now I discover she was only humoring me this whole time. But this wasn't Doris's idea at all. Mrs. Sawyer sent you up here before she even knew about it. But why didn't you come to me and explain things? Because she didn't want to hurt you. Oh. Well, it's not just Miss Walker. It's, well, now, take Mrs. Sawyer. She's contemptible, dishonest, deceitful. Yet she's out there, and I'm in here. If that's normal, I don't want it. But you can't just think of yourself, Chris. What happens to you matters to a lot of other people. People like me, who believe in what you stand for. And people like, well, like Susie, who are just beginning to. You're letting us down. I'm, I'm afraid maybe you're... <laughs> of course you're right. I ought to be ashamed of myself. Come on, let's get out of here. Now, wait a minute. You flunked your mental examination, but good. <laughs> oh, so I did. <laughs> well, anyway, you're a lawyer. You fix it. Hey, look, I can't just... Now, I won't let you down, and you won't let me down. Chris, now, take it easy. Look, there'll have to be a hearing. If you're going to be committed, it has to be before a judge. Well? Well, if I can do anything at all, it'll have to be in courtroom. Now, sit tight, Chris. I'll get an idea have to get an idea. You sent for me, Mr. Macy? I certainly did, Mrs. Sawyer. I brought my whole family to our toy department to see our Santa Claus. And our Santa Claus isn't there. He's in Bellevue. Yes, Mr. Macy? Because he's a lunatic. Yes, sir. A lunatic. Oh, lunatic my foot. Now listen to me, Sawyer. You get that case dropped right away, or you'll have another lump to match the one he gave you. But it's out of my hands. Mr. Kringle goes to court in the morning. Well, just see that he's back in the toy department this afternoon. Now get out of here. Mr. Gailey, Mr. Gailey. Yes? I've been looking all over for you. I'm Mrs. Sawyer. Oh, so you're Mrs. Sawyer. Yes, Yes, and I uh, was just speaking to the court clerk, and he said, you represent Mr. Kringle. Well, I represent Mr. Mason. Well, then I'll see you in court. No, no, that's what I wanted to speak to you about. Now, Mr. Macy would like to drop the whole case right now. You see, we're most anxious to avoid any publicity. No publicity, huh? Uh-huh. Well, that's very interesting. Then you'll cooperate? You know something, Mrs. Sawyer? You've just given me the idea I've been searching for. Oh, good, good. If I'm going to win this case, I'm going to have to have public opinion and plenty of it. And publicity is just the way to do it. Thanks. And, uh, so long, Mrs. Sawyer. But, Mr. Gailey, but, Mr. Gailey, wait. Look at these newspapers, Chris. Evening Dispatch. Doctors doubt sanity of Santa who launched Goodwill Campaign. Oh, my. Daily Bulletin. May see Santa Claus to have lunacy hearing. Oh, what's this one? New York Express. Is Chris Kringle crazy? Court case coming. Kitty's cry calamity. You've driven the United Nations clear back to page five. Well, get a good night's sleep, Chris. We go before Judge Harper at 10 tomorrow morning. 
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to a special holiday broadcast of Miracle on 34th Street, brought to you by the Magic Circle players of Montrose. Thanks for tuning in to your mountain-grown community radio, KVNF. And the curtain rises on the third act of Miracle on 34th Street. For a few weeks, a jolly elderly man named Chris Kringle has been working minor miracles as Macy's Santa Claus, but now his sanity has been seriously questioned. And in a crowded courtroom, Judge Harper listens patiently as Assistant District Attorney summons Chris to the witness stand. Now, this is not a trial, Mr. Kringle. This is just a hearing, so you don't have to answer any questions. Now then, where do you live, please? Well, it seems to me that's what this hearing will decide, won't it? (laughs) Uh, Mr. Kringle, do you believe you are Santa Claus? Of course I do. That's all, Your Honor. The state rests its case. Well, Mr. Gailey? Your Honor, Mrs. Mark contends my client is not sane because he believes he is Santa Claus. An entirely logical conclusion. Anyone who thinks he is Santa Claus is crazy. Your Honor, you believe yourself to be Judge Harper, yet no one questions your sanity because you are Judge Harper. Mr. Kringle is the subject of this sanity hearing, not I. Well, Your Honor, I intend to prove that Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus. (laughs) Mrs. Mara, I thought you said this was a cut-and-dried sanity hearing. I thought it was, Your Honor. Uh, In view of Mr. Gailey's statement, I'll have to review the entire background of this case. Court is adjourned until tomorrow morning. Hello, Doris. I'm sorry I'm late, but get ready. We're really going to celebrate tonight. What are we celebrating? Well, didn't you read the papers? Santa's mouthpiece throws bombshell at New York Supreme Court. Oh, Fred, you're not really serious about this. You can't possibly prove that Kris Kringle is Santa Claus. Well, you saw Mr. Macy and Mr. Gimble shake hands. That wasn't possible either. What does your firm have to say about it? Haslip and Mackenzie and the rest of them. Well, that I've, uh, jeopardized the prestige and either I drop this impossible case or drop me. See? Oh, so I beat him to it. I quit. Fred, you threw away your career over a sentimental whim? Well, I'll open my own office. And what kind of clients will you get? Oh, probably a lot of people like Chris who are being pushed around. That's the only fun-in-law anyway. Doris, look, don't you have any faith in me at all? It's not a question of faith, it's just common sense. But faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. It's not just Chris that's on trial. It's everything he stands for. Human kindness and love and dignity. Oh, Fred... Listen to me. We've seen each other a lot over the last couple of weeks, and, well, I've become fond of you. We've talked about some wonderful plans for the future, haven't we? And then you do this. Go on an idealistic binge, throw away your security, and expect me to be happy about it. And I expect too much. Is that it? Well, that's that. I guess guess it's good night, darling. Hello, this is Mrs. Mara. Well, can't it wait until tomorrow? I'm eating dinner. Who's been subpoenaed? Well, how do you think I feel about it? I'll see you tomorrow. Who's that, sis? R.H. Macy's been subpoenaed. Oh, my. Those reporters, they make me look like a sadistic monster who likes nothing better to drown pussycats or tear wings off butterflies. Quiet, sister. Tommy's still awake. Oh. It'd just break his heart if he knew what his mommy is doing. I'm just doing my job as the assistant district attorney. Well, I'm not so sure I agree with them. Mr. Kringle looked like a very nice old man, and I don't see why you have to keep persecuting him. I'm not persecuting him. I'm prosecuting him. I like the old man, too, but there's nothing I can do about it. You know something? Sometimes I wish, wish I'd lived alone. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if I lose this case, it's very possible you'll get your wish. R.H. Macy, wonder what he's going to pull tomorrow.
Proceed with the witness, Mr. Gailey. Now then, Mr. Macy, if you recognize the defendant, please tell us who he is. Why, Chris Kringle, of course. Do you believe him to be of sound mind? Sound mind? I wish I had a dozen just like him. Mr. Macy, you are under oath. Do you believe that man is Santa Claus? Well, now, that rather a delicate, um... Think of those headlines tomorrow. Macy admits, his Santa Claus is a fraud. You keep out of this, Gimble. What did you say? Uh, uh-oh, uh nothing, Miss Mara. Well, I wish you would. Is that man Santa Claus? Yes, in my opinion, he most certainly is. Your Honor, there's no such person as Santa Claus, and everybody knows it. Can you prove there isn't any? I won't even try. I'll not waste the court's time with such childish nonsense. Your Honor, the prosecution requests an immediate ruling from this court. Is there or is there not a Santa Claus? Well, now I, uh, the court will take a short recess to consider the question. Hello. Why, Charlie, what are you doing here? Can't an old friend visit you in your chambers? And if you ask me, you never needed a friend like you do now. This Kringle case? Oh, I don't see what they're making such a fuss about. That Santa Claus you got out there on trial for lunacy? This case is dynamite. You're coming up for re-election soon. Charlie, do you know what happened last night? Martha brought the grandkids over. They wouldn't even kiss their grandma. They wouldn't even talk to me. Well, you see what I mean? If you rule there isn't any Santa Claus, you better start looking for that chicken farm right now. But I'm a responsible judge. How can I seriously rule that there is a Santa Claus? Because of what happens if you don't. Kids read about it, and they don't hang up their stockings. Now it happens to all the toys that are supposed to be in those stockings. Nobody buys them. The toy manufacturers have to lay off employees. By now you got the A up of L and the CIO against you. Yes, and they're gonna say it with votes. See? Oh, and the department stores are gonna love you too. And what about the Salvation Army? They got Santa Claus on every street corner. They've taken a lot of money to help the poor, but go ahead. You've gone there and ruled there isn't any Santa Claus. But if you do, you can count on getting just two votes. Your own and that district attorney out there. Oh, one vote, Charlie. She's a Republican. <laughs> oh, well, let's get this over with. The question of Santa Claus seems to be largely a matter of opinion. The uh, tradition of American justice demands a broad and unprejudiced view of such a controversial matter. But, Your Honor, this court, therefore, intends to keep its mind open. We shall ask for evidence on either side. But the burden of proof clearly rests on my opponent. Can he produce any evidence to support his view? If your honor, please, I can. Will Tommy Mara please take the stand? I believe he and his aunt are both in court today. Hi, Mama. Hi. Tommy, do you believe in Santa Claus? I sure do. Gosh, he gave me a brand new sled last year. Now, what does Santa Claus look like, Tommy? Well, there he is, sitting right over there. Your Honor, I protest. Overruled. Tell me, Tommy, why are you so sure there's a Santa Claus? Because my mama told me so, didn't you, Ma? Thank you, Tommy. You can go back to your aunt now. See you later, Mama. You certainly will. <laughs> Don't forget, Santa Claus, this year I want a football helmet. Don't worry, Tommy. You'll get it. Mr. Kringle, if you don't mind. I'm sorry, ma'am. Your Honor, the state of New York concedes the existence of Santa Claus. But in so conceding, we demand that Mr. Gailey stop representing and presenting personal opinion as evidence. I insist he submit authoritative proof that Mr. Kringle here is the one and only Santa Claus. 
Well, Mr. Gailey, are you prepared to show that Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus on the basis of unprejudiced authority? Well, ma'am, no, not now. I, I need a little time. Why not now? Tomorrow, Your Honor? Very well. Court is adjourned until tomorrow morning. <laughs> oh, brother. Now, come, Susan, dear. Finish your supper. But I can't, Mother. All those things they're saying in the papers about Mr. Kringle and Mr. Gailey. They're having this trial because he says he is Santa Claus. He's so, he's so kind and nice and jolly. He's not like anyone else I know. He must be Santa. You know something? I think perhaps you're right. Is Mr. Kringle sad now, Mother? I'm afraid he must be. Then I'll write him a letter. Maybe that'll make him feel better. I'll cheer him up. Oh, postman, postman. Yeah, lady? Would you mind taking this letter? Oh, sure, lady. We're going straight down to the post office now. Okay, Louie, take it away. Well, what do you know, Louie? Another letter for Santa Claus. Hey, here's a new one. Instead of the North Pole, this kid's got his address to Chris Kringle, New York County Courthouse. Well, the kid's right. Oh, yeah. They got him down there on trial. He claims he's Santa Claus. And the DA claims he's nuts. Hey, I got an idea. How many Santa Claus letters do we get down there in the dead letter office? Oh, who knows? Maybe 50,000. Bags and bags all over the joint. I, uh, you mean... Why, Frankie, why not? Wouldn't it be nice to get rid of them all, wouldn't it? Oh, boy, oh, boy. Look, Louie, as soon as we get down to the post office, we go and see the supervisor. You know something? I bet we both get promoted. <laughs> and since the DA has failed to submit one shred of proof that Chris Kringle is the one and only Santa Claus, and since tonight is Christmas Eve, I ask your honor that this hearing be terminated without further delay. I protest. I do have evidence. Five minutes ago, you said you didn't. During Mrs. Barr's oration, the bailiff handed my client the evidence I refer to. What evidence? This letter, Your Honor. Yes, Mr. Kringle? It's from Susan Walker. She believes in me. This letter means more to me than anything in the world. That letter, Your Honor, was delivered by the United States Post Office, an official agency of the federal government. The Post Office Department is one of the largest business firms in the world. Last year did a gross volume over $1 billion, and this year... Your Honor, <clears throat> I'm sure we're all gratified that the post office is getting along so well, but what bearing has it on the sanity of that man? My point is that the post office department is a model of efficiency. Furthermore, the laws of this country make it a criminal offense to willfully misdirect mail or intentionally deliver it to the wrong party. The state of New York is second to none in its admiration of the post office department. We're very happy to concede, Mr. Gailey. Uh, for the record, Mrs. Morrow? For the record. Anything to get on with this case. Thank you. Your Honor, that letter just received by Mr. Kringle is positive proof that a... One letter is hardly positive proof. I have further exhibits, Your Honor, but I, I hesitate to produce them. Come, come, Mr. Gailey. Put them on my desk. But, Your Honor, I don't... I said... Put them on my desk. All right, boys, bring them in. Your Honor, what is this? If you those mail sacks on Judge Harper's desk. What in the... Bring them all in or be fined for contempt of court. Now, just a second here. We'll do it, Your Honor. Through rain, through sleet, through courtrooms, anything. We deliver. Mr. Gailey. Your Honor, every one of those letters and every one of those mail sacks is addressed to Santa Claus. Post office deliver them. Therefore, the Post Office Department recognizes Chris Kringle to be the one and only Santa Claus. Since the United States government declares this man to be Santa Claus, this court will not dispute it. Case dismissed. So as soon as I got out of court, I came straight to Macy's to see you, Doris. Oh, Chris, I'm so glad you won. Well, we're having a big Christmas party at the Burke's home tomorrow morning. I'd like so much to see you and Susan there. We'll be there, Chris. Oh, Chris, 
Couldn't you come home now, tonight, and have dinner with us? Now? Tonight? Me? My goodness, Doris, it's Christmas Eve. But Susie, darling, you've got so many presents. Not the one I wanted. Not the one Mr. Kringle is going to get for me. Well, what was it? It doesn't matter. I knew I wouldn't get it, but I thought he'd at least tell me why. Susie, I'm, I'm sorry, Susie. I tried my best, but... You couldn't get it because you're not Santa Claus. Susan! Just a nice old man, like Mother said. But I was wrong when I told you that. You must believe in Mr. Kringle and keep right on doing it. You must have faith in him. But that doesn't make sense, Mother. Faith is believing in things when common sense tells you not to. I mean, just because things don't turn out the way you want to the first time, you still have to believe in people. I found that. Uh, hello, Doris. Hello, Fred. Mr. Gailey, Mr. Gailey. Merry Christmas, Susie. Gosh, you just got here and we're ready to leave. Oh, I've been here. And if you're ready to leave, I'll drive you home. Oh, uh, before you go, here. Here's a map I've made for you. You miss a lot of traffic. About four miles south, you'll see Ashley Avenue. Now that's the street you want. Ashley Avenue. Thanks, Chris. And Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, Fred. And to you, my dear. And to you, Susie. I believe, Mr. Kringle. I do. It's silly, I suppose. But I do. I don't understand it, Fred. The map Chris gave definitely says Ashley Avenue. Well, we've been on Ashley Avenue now Stop for... the car. Oh, stop the car, please. Susie, what is it, darling? What's the matter? There it is, the house. Susie. What in the world? She's running into the house. Well, at least there's no one home. It's brand new. It's just been built. Yeah, for sale, it says. For sale. What on earth is that child up to? Susie? Hey, Susie! Here I am, upstairs. Now, come right down. You know you shouldn't run around in other people's houses. Huh, that's strange. I'll say. No, I mean this house. I I've seen this house somewhere before. I know I have. Maybe in a magazine Mother, or... it's our house. It's the one I asked him for. Mr. Kringle. Mr. Kringle? Oh, you were right, Mommy. You were right. Susie? Mommy told me that if things didn't work out just the way you wanted them to at first, you still got to believe. And I kept believing. Oh, and you were right, Mommy. You were right. Mr. Kringle is Santa Claus. Now where are you going? In back to see if there's a swing. There is one. There is one. You told her that? About believing? Well, you told me, Fred. <laughs> the sign outside. For sale, huh? Well, we can't let her down, can we? I never really doubted you. It was just my silly common sense. <laughs> it even makes sense to believe in me now. I must be a pretty good lawyer. I take a little old man and legally prove to the world that he is Santa Claus. Now you know, that couldn't be... Uh, Fred! What's the matter? There, in the corner, by the fireplace. Oh, no. No. It, it can't be. It, it couldn't. A cane. Chris's cane. There could be two canes like this anywhere else in the world. Silver handle and all. You know something? He didn't do such a wonderful thing after all. <laughs> Before we meet again in this theater, the most joyful day of the year will have come and gone. There are in our time, as in every time, a few foolish men who deride the spirit of Christmas. But in every country and in every time, they are overwhelmed by those who find in it the hope and happiness of the future. By those of us who believe in our hearts, that there can be peace on this earth and goodwill among all men. On behalf of the Magic Circle players and the cast, we wish you all a very, very Merry Christmas.
That was Miracle on 34th Street, performed by the Magic Circle players of Montrose. We're going to close out the show today with a version of Silent Night, performed by Montrose students Shannon and Jordan Rediger, Shay and Jamie Ela, and Tasha Tabor. From all of us at KVNF, happy holidays. Oh. Uh-huh.